Welcome to the Cinema Swamp. Okay. Let's party. In episode 76, we managed the impossible. We were able to list our top five favorite movies of 2020. It was a weird year. The theaters were closed. Everything was direct-to-video, a VOD release, or it was on streaming. But we still found a way to watch five different movies that we thought were worth talking about today. Thanks for joining us for this special episode. We went a whole year without a Marvel movie. No, we got New Mutants. <laughs> hey, <laughs> actually, um, we're starting. And yes, we didn't get any Marvel movies this year, and that's sad. And I feel like it's kind of cool because we just had Endgame, and it's almost like we needed a break. Not even, not that I wanted a break, but it's almost nice to have a forced break to just because a lot of people were saying once Endgame came out, yeah, but this Marvel trend's gonna end eventually, and now they're like, well, mm. see how you do without a year of them, and now everyone's just like bawling, and they're like begging for Black Widow to come out. And now the whales are swimming in the in the harbor. <laughs> yeah, again. Well, Spider-Man didn't, didn't Far From Home come out last July? Yeah, July. Last year. 2019. Right. So it's Black Widow comes out, it's already going to be like a year and a half. Right. It, it'll almost be two years. Yeah. Be really close to two years. And that's the longest gap since um actually and it might it depends when incredible hulk came out and when iron man 2 came out but it might even be more than that gap because that was originally the biggest gap it was 2008 to 2010 but since this is 2019 to 2021 but it's got there's enough months there where i wonder if it's a bigger gap which is kind of crazy yeah yeah but I'm all for it. Hey, we got a DC movie. Actually, we got a we got two DC movies this year. So, I mean, one was pretty good. The other one was was quite was a movie. <laughs> you know, I want to. Has everyone seen Wonder Woman eighty four? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, what was everyone's thought on that? Just, I mean, we're talking. We're we're today. We're doing like top twenty movies as best we can we're doing top five we can't do a top 10 it's impossible we're not doing the top 10 and we're not doing categories 2020 was garbage and this episode will be garbage (laughs) just kidding it's 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 gonna still be a good time but we can only talk about like top five movies but because my god there wasn't enough um not enough to talk about anyway but I'd like to get into Wonder Woman 84 because I have a suspicion that it wasn't in anybody's top list. Um, Might be in Chloe's list because you said you'll... No, it's not. Okay. Well, what did everyone think of Wonder Woman? It it was very long and there was no payoff, really. It is... Like, the main villain was kind of weak, too. The the best part of it was me pointing out, hey, it's Mando. <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't know. It wasn't the the first Wonder Woman was way better, right? Which is kind of insane Chris to, to say. Yeah, she no, I liked everybody in the cast, but it's kind of insane that we can 
say that the last Wonder Woman was better because I liked the first one, but I was almost pretty much putting all my bets that the sequel could be way better with way more freedom for the director and, you know, like more you could do with the story. And then, um, yeah, what did what did you think, Hunter? I think Wonder Woman is a rapist. <laughs> yeah, I kind of question that scene too. Uh, I'll be honest. Have to say that there was a part of me that thought about it twenty minutes later, and I was like, "Wait a minute, that's not actually that's not him." Yeah, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> yeah, in Sydney, right, right when you know Chris Pine is like, "Oh, I'm actually this guy." Me and Sydney had to pause it and talk it out. We're like, "Wait, wait, hold on, this guy is so like woman." We see him as Chris Pine, but she doesn't. She sees him as this stranger. No, no she said, "All I see is you." So she also sees Chris Pine. <laughs> Legitimate. Like legitimately No, yeah. Stranger. He's right. he's possessing that guy. And he she even though like it's he's being possessed against his will, no one can really help it. Like <laughs> she straight up bones down on this man. This I mean, they could have just went to bed. They didn't show anything. Uh, I don't know. I thought they were, I mean, maybe they just, you know, did some over the pants stuff, but I think they boned. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. <laughs> and pretty at the sure. end of the movie, I out and she's looking at and we're all thinking like, yeah, she's, she's, you know, been on that. And, but at the same time, it's like, that is a, just someone who did not consent to anything and not even just the sex part, but she like brought him so many dangerous situations where he would have died right and like he's you know he's crisp he's warm so she so he lived but like if 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 chris pine's body who's this stranger if he would have died then like that would have been a big deal yeah where she's recklessly endangered some i don't know anyway this is major spoilers for wonder woman but I didn't like it. Hey, Not on, just because of that. I thought the movie was bad. It's on HBO Max. Yeah, Everyone can watch it. Um, you know, I kind of didn't get that either because when it's, you know, it was Chris Pine, but it wasn't, it was some other guy's body. I thought they were going to do the thing where you make a wish, but uh, oh, there's a consequence to it. And like your wishes are never exactly what you wish for. Um, but it mm-hmm. seems like everybody else's wish which they do show there's some negatives to it. That's kind of, I guess, the whole point of the movie. Um, but it's not a negative as in like, haha, this isn't your actual wish. Like you wish for a house and you get like a tiny model house. Like it's not like that. It's like everybody else pretty much straight like up. You like, well, like the president. <laughs> like, like Reagan, he like wishes for more nuclear weapons and then he just gets them. It's not like they were like taking that supposed the- to be? Oh yeah, that's definitely Ronald Reagan. I didn't know if it was at first until they showed that photo of him in the background, and it was that actor. But he was doing that exact same pose and um, that same background of that famous Reagan portrait. So I was like, okay, that's definitely supposed to be Reagan. Um, but and plus the nuclear weapons and everything in 1980, it kind of it fits. But I didn't understand though why her wish had to take someone else's body like why couldn't he just be back alive why did they have like nobody else's wish was like that nobody else 
you know, had to take the place of anything else or like, oh, there's a cut. Like, there really wasn't. It was only her wish. And I was like, that's kind of (laughs) dumb. And uh, it kind of distracted me. And the movie was long and it was kind of boring at parts. And it seemed like it was going to be like Richard Donner's Superman at first, especially with that really cheesy mall fight scene. And then it just, the rest of the movie was like Wonder Woman's not really in it. That and like the resolution was, it felt like clap your hand hands if you want Tinkerbell to survive kind of thing. Like everyone renounce your wish. Yeah. Everyone do it. Clap your hands. Yeah, it seemed a little far fetched. Which, I, I I guess it's kind of the whole. They wanted a uplifting message for the movie, I guess. But I didn't really understand. Like even with that opening scene, which is kind of meant to set up everything. Like, you know, like. I think they screwed up with that opening scene because it sets up this idea of, you know, everybody has to accept the way things are and you can't just cheat your way out of things uh, to make them better for yourself or find a loophole. You need to go with the way the world is because that's how the world is and you need to work with the world or whatever. And it kind of feels like they're having that sort of message. But first of all, that opening scene, I don't even think she really cheated. Her problem was she lost her horse and she needed to get back on the horse and she found a very smart way to do it. And then they're telling her she's wrong. And I thought the end of the movie was going to be her renouncing that. Like, you know what? No, it's okay that I did that. And actually I've been taught this wrong thing the entire time, but instead they're like, they're like a green with Robin Wright for some reason. And I don't like that. Cause I'm like the, the whole basis of this movie is not even correct like she did not cheat she had to get her horse back like not her fault she didn't she just missed a target right and then they're like all on her like oh you took a shortcut it's like bro she was winning she would have kept winning she lost her horse how was she gonna get her horse back like what's the rules for this game i don't know but it doesn't really make sense that you can walk on the field and stop her from throwing an arrow like and instead of renouncing that they just say we should renounce our wishes and i'm like that doesn't this makes no sense <laughs> the status quo is good mm-hmm. <laughs> so the way everyone just talked about it, i'm gonna guess that it's not in anybody's top five that would be correct. I guess technically it's on mine because I've only seen six movies and New Mutants absolutely is not on mine. Okay. <laughs> I, so. I'll, I'll buy that. It made it by a technicality. <laughs> I can't believe I totally didn't know that New Mutants was like out, out. Yeah. <laughs> and we all saw the theaters. That's together. Wild. All of us. Isn't it really too bad that probably the most prominent and most respected uh, lesbian relationship in a superhero film so far has to be in by far the worst superhero film. <laughs> like, New Mutants is just awful, but, like, those two, like, and their chemistry, I, I was like, I actually buy this. I wouldn't say it's the worst superhero film. No, not the, I'm saying, it like, it's bad. it's just a, it's not a good movie. No, no, no. It almost makes me think they took this chance because they knew this movie would be bad and no one would see it, therefore no parents would complain. Since um, we did a, a mini sub episode, a sub-episode on Wonder Woman, should we get into our top five? Yeah, we can do that. Um, so, top five, not including Wonder Woman, except for some uh, cases it is, but <laughs> we'll get into that. Um <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, we already know 2020 was a weird year, but it was the year of streaming, was the year of no theaters, and 
direct-to-video uh, releases, VOD releases, other kind of releases, paying $30 for Mulan, and I don't know anybody who actually did that. Uh, we can get into our top five then. Yeah, my number five, I had a top ten because I've seen, I think, like 20 movies this year. Um, 20, 20, 20 movies. Um, and my, my, I had a top 10, but then when I had to narrow it down to a top five, I could not figure out which one to do because like the first four I knew for sure were my favorite, but then all the rest of them were kind of in this like middle tier of like, I don't even care. They're just kind of all the same, (laughs) like in terms of how good. So I kind of picked my number five off of like more of like my emotional feeling during the movie. So it's not really based on how good this movie is. It's more about how moved I was by it. And that movie was The Trial of Chicago 7. I cried more than once <laughs> watching watching it. Um, it's because it was really moving. But it was very. It was kind of a stereotypical trial movie, courtroom drama movie, you know. But um, the content... And the context was super, super good. I liked it. So probably could have been a better movie. I think the ending was a little flat, but um, the majority of the movie I thought was really good. Three and a half stars. Yeah. No, you you said it. Like, that's kind of how I felt, too. I, I thought it could be better, but it was good enough. Like, it made me mad at some parts. Like, what, I like that a movie can do that, but... It's almost like historically, if I were to go read this mm-hmm. in a book, it would probably make me just as mad. Just like the events that happened and how that how it all went down. But, um, but I st- I, yeah. I agree. I still liked it, especially like the acting choices. Uh, it was good to see Joseph Gordon Levitt in something again, mm-hmm. and uh, Sasha Baron Cohen was real good. I think uh, I was the most impressed with how they wrote the judge. Right from the beginning, I was like, oh, man, this guy's, like, kind of a douchebag. I wonder if that's what he's supposed to be. And then it was super clear, like, oh, no, like, that is, like, he is a bad judge. Like, mm-hmm. not just, like, racist for him, but he's, like, just bad at judging <laughs> in general. Like, he's not a good justice, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. That was my favorite part is how they wrote the judge, I guess. Right. I gave it, uh, I think... Yeah, uh, I gave it three and a half out of five also. So, kind of felt the same, and it barely also made... It barely made my top ten, uh, but, yeah, not in my top five. But still, like, I, I wish Aaron Sorkin... Yeah. Uh, I liked Molly's game better, and I kind of wish he... Uh, he just kind of... The movie was almost a little schmaltzy, and I wish it wasn't so, you know, like, sweet. I wish it was a little grittier for the kind of story it was, but uh, it's still, like... You know, it's still him. He's still a really good writer, and the movie's written well. Louis? Who's next? All right. My number five is Wonder Woman 84. Bro, if we, I had seen more movies, it wouldn't be We high. just <laughs> trashed that movie. Now, hey, is, what do you like about it, though? Because um, I, I do I do want to talk. There were, were good things in it. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> the stuff that I liked about it doesn't stand out nearly as much as the stuff I didn't like. Like, when I think back on it, I just think of, like, the awkward shots where she's, like, in the air. And, like, it's really bad editing while she's, like, flying through the air. 
and like the dumb scene of her learning how to fly. I don't know. Those stick out to me more than like any good parts. Hmm. I I didn't like it. I think I would give it two two or two and a half stars. <laughs> but in your top, I love that. I love twenty twenty because this <laughs> just the year of possibilities. It's like this movie's gonna win an Oscar, but it's not good. It's like when Sonic the Hedgehog was like the only best picture contender. <laughs> um, Which is also a twenty twenty movie. You know, I liked Pedro Pascal. He was actually pretty awesome in the movie. Everybody was, but he was definitely the standout. Even though his he got really cheesy by the end and really he hammed it up, but I kind of love it. I feel like he had the most screen time out of everyone. He does feel like he's in the movie more than Wonder Woman, even. <laughs> Not yeah. even Gal Gadot, but like the actual like Wonder Woman. Because you know what? By the way, everyone who is praising this movie, but like gave Dark Knight Rises crap for barely having you know Batman in it. Um, same thing. Like, dude, this was like Dark Knight Rises with the level of superhero who's actually in it. And this one, it didn't even really make sense why she yeah. wasn't in it, but you know. I'm actually not that mad about my top five, um, but my number five is uh, Borat, uh, subsequent movie film. <laughs> uh, I thought it was a, a worthy sequel and the addition of his daughter. I, I really liked that. Um, <laughs> Rudy Giuliani, was, that was a pretty good burn. Um, but yeah, it, I, I think it's only good because of how topical it is i think that's with any like either borat at the time if when it comes out it kind of hits home when it comes out because it's so relevant mm-hmm. i gave it three and a half stars that was a good time yeah it's been years since i've seen the first one but my first fear with the sequel was that they were introducing a daughter and i was like because i've seen that trope so much with sequels like oh now they have kids um but that actress was so good like (laughs) i don't know if they were talking about like awards recognition for that but i was like she's literally that good like she should get nominated for awards like she is the fact that sasha baron cohen was able to find someone who is just on point as him but also you know it kind of makes it tougher because i think if you have someone in that same situation and with the same kind of goal of being funny and every you know you're the only one in on it and you gotta play this character if you're playing with someone playing the character i feel like you you'd crack up more and the fact that they were able to get that yeah. much material where they play it straight especially like at the hospital like i don't even know how they did that like that would be so <laughs> tough i somehow i don't know how i didn't see this when i was making my list and this probably would have been on my it probably would have been my number five that one episode you like quoted yeah, it. Quoted it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. I was I was actually looking through just I searched uh, twenty twenty films and just was like oh yeah there's that one and that that's why I mentioned onward because mm-hmm. I didn't even rate it so it didn't even pop up in my films. Yeah. So well, now I have more than eight. <laughs> yeah. I have ten. Well, we could definitely there make it a minute. There's there's some every year I. I there's movies that were shown at like festivals in 2019, but they don't get a wide release until 2020. Um, and so every year I miss like one or two that I watched that technically came out the year before, but I didn't, no one in America saw them until this year. Um, 
and so one of my movies is like that and I I uh, miss a bunch basically every year that would be on my 2020 list but because of how Letterbox sorts them it comes up as a 2019 movie instead of a 2020 movie but but yeah Borat was pretty good nowhere near the first one some of the lengths they went to and stuff and that we heard like on the news like earlier in the year that mm-hmm. like Sasha Baron Cohen like got kicked out of a far right rally and then like snuck back <laughs> in for man and like all that stuff yeah yeah it was super fun to watch that scene in the movie after having seen that video yeah so I didn't I didn't even put it together that he was like filming anything I thought he just did it to just yeah. troll him <laughs> Such a good. So you'd feel like by now everyone would at least know who Sasha Baron Cohen is, mm-hmm. but I guess I don't know. They're kind of in their own world. Yeah, it's good. I think it was really clever the idea of like him. Everyone knew who Borat was, and so he decided to be Borat playing other people mm-hmm. yeah, and do it as well as he did it was so genius like he's he's like a master improv person <laughs> you know he's really impressive I, I saw like a round table discussion with comedians it was like him and like Jim Carrey and Jim Carrey was like just going on and on and like beaming at like sitting next to Sasha Baron Cohen and mm-hmm. like just praising him for like how genius he is with Borat and other stuff he's done. It's cool to see Jim Carrey like praising right. Sasha yeah. Baron Cohen. Have you have you ever seen the video of uh, Sasha Baron Cohen doing an interview with OJ and he's like trying to trying to get him to like admit he murdered <laughs> he murdered them. <laughs> anyway, Justin. What's your number five? Uh, number five is Hamilton. They must have had this filmed a long time ago and even edited because this movie went from it's going to come out July 2021, I thought, and when the pandemic hit, they're like, screw it, it comes out today. And it's like, all right. <laughs> like, they just had a whole movie ready. Um, I've wanted to watch Hamilton forever to the point where um, I didn't listen to the soundtrack. I had heard some parodies, but I never listened to the soundtrack because... I didn't want to. I didn't want to ruin it. I was like, I'll see this someday. Uh, it just so happened to be at home on Disney Plus alone yeah. during the pandemic. Actually, that's a lie. I was with Stella, but it was. Um, I was glad that it was really good. Um, you know, like a good musical and that it wasn't overhyped, and also that there was like some filmmaking qualities to it. Like, I kind of wish they would do this more with musicals rather than adapt them for the screen. They would just film the actual production because i most of the time that's what these movies are doing anyway they don't really take advantage of the fact that they are a movie and they can get away with like different sets and different camera tricks they instead just sort of film people singing just like the musical and i'm like why even why even make a movie then so just filming the musical makes more sense to me but also they do some camera tricks which i was like hey it kind of makes it a little more three-dimensional than just you know like you're sitting in the audience um so overall, very good, very good music. Yeah. It's kind of weird to give a review to Hamilton when it's been years since it came out, <laughs> and uh, it's like tech. It's technically not from this year, but it's like, but the movie is, and it technically has a director, and it had 
you know, a cinematographer. So it counts. It's a it's a really weird case, but I hope it happens more often because I it, we don't live in New York. It's great to be able to watch Broadway and not pay a gazillion dollars and travel far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I loved it. I um, I missed the Hamilton train. I didn't I didn't listen to anything. I I wasn't really interested. Chloe always said it was dumb. She I... didn't like it. I was locked in a room and forced to listen to the soundtrack over one summer, so I despised it. Yeah, so I never, I never sought it out, mostly to save her from suffering, but also I didn't care that much. And then I saw it came out on Disney Plus when Disney Plus was still pretty bare of any new content. Right. So, flipped that on, and yeah, it was. I loved it. I. I didn't think I'd like it that much, but definitely high up on my list. Hunter, did you watch it? Mm-mm. I've never seen it. I don't know any of the songs. You should give it a watch. Eventually I will. The, the we, My sister asked me what I thought of it, and I said, strangely enough, the thing I can compare it to is like School of uh, Schoolhouse Rocks. For some reason, I feel like it's mostly like that, because the songs... Specifics? It, 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 it is. Like, it's really weird. Like... I didn't realize it was going to be so basic with its education. Not that it is, you know, basic, but a lot of times they're just kind of telling you some details, just like you would hear in a classroom. And I was like, this is like schoolhouse rocks, except it's about a character and a a real person. And I kind of, they should do this more often. You know, they should do this for every person in history, you know, like uh, Jack the Ripper killed a couple people. And it like, (laughs) Go from there. Mm-hmm. L. Ron Hubbard <laughs> killed a couple people. South Park does that with a lot of stuff, though. Yeah, they did that with the Mormons. All right, Gobel number four. Uh, is it my? T- um, number four was a weird one, but it stuck with me, and uh, I'm thinking about it. Number four is I'm thinking of ending things. Um, didn't know a single thing about it when I started it, and uh, I really liked it though. I, the subtle and not so subtle messaging of like existential dread, I guess, and then the, the way that's just overall like anxiety driven. I liked it. It, it reminded me of like a Aronofsky movie, kind of. I guess like the way that I felt about it, but overall I liked it. This uh, was directed by Charlie Kaufman. Did it feel like, cause he wrote eternal sunshine of the spotless mind. Yeah. Did it kind of feel anything like that or just something mm-hmm. completely different? Um, it, uh, I was looking it up. Yeah. It's Charlie Kaufman directed at least. Um, yes and no. Um, it, sorry, I'm trying to get back to, there we go. Um, in a way, but like at the end of the movie, Eternal Sunshine makes sense, you know, (laughs) or like, like, uh, 
I don't know. Did he write Being John Malkovich? Yeah. Yeah, he mm-hmm. wrote that too. And he also wrote like one of my favorite movies is Adaptation. Uh, so he's written a lot of really kind of yeah. outside the box stories. Did he do her? Uh, he didn't do that one. I think it... Okay. It's just the same director as those ones? Yeah, Spike, Spike Jones did Adaptation, Being John Malkovich uh, with... You know, he was a director and Charlie Kaufman wrote it, but... Spike Jones was it, yeah. only directed, yeah, her. It it did in a way like it felt like this similar storytelling. Only by the end of the movie, it was like way more like what the hell was I watching? Like there wasn't the same kind of payoff, I guess, as those other movies. Um, and so I don't know. The whole movie, you don't know what you're watching. You just know what you're feeling from it. And you're trying to relate to these characters. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at the end, kind of like, that's all you get. That's all the movie was supposed to be. It's just how you feel. It has nothing to do with <laughs> an ending. Kind of. At least that's what I got from it. And I think it was one of the most high-quality films I watched this year, even though um, I'm still struggling to understand it, you know? Mm-hmm. So... I thought it was worthy of my top five. Yeah, I've been meaning to watch it, uh, but I, that's kind of been everyone's review is like, you got to really be in the mood. So I'm just still waiting for that mood to come across me to finally be like, all right, let's take a night. Let's watch this, see what it's all about. Yeah. I really like the uh, actress, um, the, the main actress in it. I, I haven't seen her anything. I've heard she's in season four of Fargo. Um, but I hope that she's in a lot more stuff. I thought she was really cool. So, all right, Chloe. Uh, my number four is Tenet. <laughs> yes. Uh, I liked it more than Wonder Woman eighty four. <laughs> <laughs> that should be on the like Blu ray case of that movie. It should just like be a review that says better than Wonder Woman eighty four. Again, I haven't seen very many movies. I'm sure if I saw more from this year, it probably wouldn't be that high on my list. I did like it, but I don't think it's number four of 2020, you know? Right. I thought you were raving about it when we left the theater. I always rave about movies after we watch it. I would have said Wonder Woman 84 was a good movie after we watched it. I don't think you would have. I would have. Okay. There is something about being in the theater. The theater kind of makes all movies better. You know, like Tenet, what it, what was it when we were talking about that movie that we were just stuck on and then it kind of changed our opinion about the movie because we got so thrown off about one thing that we all kind of got wrong. And I can't remember what it was exactly, but I, I, I think it has to do with the ending and we weren't sure if it was supposed to be before or after uh, that guy is dead or something like that. Whatever it was, we were so thrown off about it that it kind of changed our opinion as we were talking. Um, or at least we I felt anyway that I had gotten the movie completely wrong, or at least that part of it. Um, oh, was it? Oh, it was the... Was it the boat? Yeah, it yeah. was the guy on the boat and which... What was it? Like, which... Which one he was. If he was, was the past like, version of himself or the future version or like an in-between version or what was going on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Because, yeah. yeah, before before we started talking about that, I did really like it. But then I was like, <laughs> wait a second. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wait a minute. This movie makes no sense. It wasn't a bad movie. No, I, I just, I was going to say, it's not a bad movie. And I would definitely watch it again. But it's not, it's not like Inception. You know, you watch Inception, it's just like, bam, you kind of get it right away. And you enjoy it and you want to go back to it. And Tenet, like, I didn't fully grasp it, but I don't really want to go, you know, back to it right now to figure it out i'm like i'll, I'll let it sit for a few years it was something to th- see in yeah. theaters mm-hmm. it was nice to return to the theater it was very uh-huh. nolan-y though which was nice mm-hmm. it did feel like a nolan movie i liked it a lot um even though i i don't remember <laughs> maybe <laughs> yeah, 50 plot points yeah that's the thing i can't really remember because i haven't watched it since then but yeah the feeling of it though is still there like i still really want to go back and watch it again like whenever like if we're able to go back to theaters in the future (laughs) say it again because i'll definitely go and buy another theater ticket to see it Mm -hmm. again in a theater i do want to go back to it just because like knowing knowing things like like once i'll sit in there I'll, I'll start to remember stuff and i'll start to catch more things which i want to revisit it for sure but yeah yeah it's i good. had a couple message me who listened to the episode and they were like yeah we were also super like what was that about like they agreed with most of our issues <laughs> yeah um my number four is also tenant so we can kind of just gloss over that since we're already <laughs> talking about it Hey, I, 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 the part that blew my mind was when they were going in reverse and we saw the stuff from earlier and that fight he pretty much had with himself. Like, there was stuff like that that was really cool. And I was kind of happy that there was a part of me that sort of figured it out. Like, clearly this guy's going in reverse, but why he's going in reverse, I don't know. And then to find out later that it's him and, you know, kind of having this backwards zipper fold in on itself. It was kind of interesting. I, I can't think of many movies that do that where you go back to a scene that happened earlier, but you're in a completely different viewpoint, but also not in the same uh-huh. um, pathway. Like you're, you're watching the movie almost in reverse, which, oh, and that, that one shot, like we I said during the episode, I was like, I feel like he made the whole movie just for this one shot, but where we see the bottom half of the building explode as the top forms and then we see like the reverse of that it's one of the coolest things ever like just for seeing that it's cool even though that whole fight sequence was just bananas and there was there was no structure to it like there was no direction there it was just like kaboom boom and then and just everywhere and it just it made no sense yeah i think it's a good movie buried deep down in there we just gotta see it three or four more times you're right even even I guess like some parts of like Dark Knight like you were like oh wow I missed that the first two times I seen it you know mm-hmm. my number four was Birds of Prey or I guess the other title was and the fabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn um, yeah I really liked this movie I thought it was a lot of fun and I really liked the characters and I liked yeah. the editing style it felt like much better Suicide Squad <laughs> Um, it felt like Deadpool. <laughs> yeah, well, it definitely it was. was. And I think... I don't know if we had an episode where I talked about that. I I think I did a review of this movie on YouTube. It was so long ago. And I... You know, there's been no 
initial reactions since then because the movies are just done. But I thought it was the best Deadpool ripoff that was possible. Like, clearly a lot of the story and even, like, the structure of the story was taken from Deadpool, but it was still just a good time. And I really like Margot Robbie, so I'm glad she kind of got her own movie rather than just being you know, second fiddle to the more highly paid Will Smith. Cause like, Hey, we have him in the movie. We got to show him more, even though no one cares about Deadshot. It's, it, it was real cool that she got her own movie. Uh, we got these other characters and a lot of them are really good. Um, and the villain, which Owen McGregor is the villain. Like he needs to get more roles like this. Cause my it's, it's great that we literally got him in Dr. Sleep couple months later we get him in this movie and it's just completely different performances and i'm like god he's so versatile i love him and uh especially and he played, this movie he played better joker than joker <laughs> <laughs> i mean as far you as jared Leto, was, uh, what was that hunter yeah that, yeah you should see him in fargo he plays twin brothers in season three of fargo oh, really? yeah and they're like very similar because they're brothers, but also they're subtly different enough to be like really, really good. Like he's, he's really good in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think Owen McGregor gets enough credit from myself just because I feel like I haven't seen a lot of his work. But nearly everything he's in, he's really good, and he's always much different. Like you watch him in Train Spotting, or you watch him in Star Wars, or you watch him in this movie or Dr. Sleep like it's not the same performance um he's he's very he's a very good actor and um but yeah I really like this movie and I like the humor and I like that it was uh I mean it doesn't need to be R-rated I guess but I'm glad that they took advantage of the R rating and kind of went a little more edgy with their Harley Quinn so oh it was a good time yeah I don't don't know I think I think it was better than Wonder Woman but I I like Ewan McGregor in it, but it still felt like I I was more interested in the other characters they were bringing in, um, and I wasn't like I was not interested in Harley Quinn at all in it. Like I I saw what they were going for, but I was also just like okay, like trying to get through the Harley Quinn scene so I could learn more about these new versions of like uh, I'm already forgetting their names. You know, Huntress and this who's the scream person, the bird Black Canary, Black Canary. Or something. Black Canary, yeah. Um or even like the cop and uh Yeah, I don't know. I, I just it didn't really hit for me. I don't know. Yeah. And that, that's kinda what I was gonna touch on. Um I I liked it. It was it was a fun movie, but it it felt like they didn't they didn't do enough for the other characters because it, it felt like they were trying to set set it up more, like set these new characters up, but they didn't really go into it. They would cut to Huntress, she'd shoot someone and leave. or uh, And Black Canary didn't even use her powers until the very end, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, so they all kind of felt just one-dimensional throughout the whole movie, and then they got a little bit more character the very end. Yeah. So, but, and I mean... Everyone knows who Harley Quinn is. Everyone kind of knows her her deal. So to spend that much time on her, opposed from all these brand new people that we don't really know, it's kind of a missed opportunity, I think. But it was still fun. Uh, 
I still give it like a three star rating or something. Yeah, I liked. Uh, was there like a the the guy who was like the main henchman? Was he was that like Victor Zaz? Yeah, yeah, it was Zaz. I liked him. Like he was like my my absolute favorite part of the movie was his whole subplot. But I didn't really care for anything else. I don't think. I I was I was hoping more for like the Cassandra Kane character, like because mm-hmm. she's kind of like ends up as a Robin in the comics. And I was hoping to see like something like that more from her, you know. But it didn't look like they were going that direction during the movie at all. They just kind of had her in there as part of the MacGuffin. So yeah, she pooped out a diamond. Yeah, I think that's so funny that that's a big part of the subplot is her. She's got this diamond stuck in her and she's got to poop it out. That's hilarious. Yeah. I haven't seen it. Well, that's a that's a great synopsis right there for you to go check it out. Um, so this is uh probably the most the only like real obscure one on my list. Have you guys ever heard of the movie Sound of Metal? Yes, I I just looked at it because I saw someone watched it on like my friends on Letterbox, and I just read the synopsis and look, it sounds interesting. Hunter, where did you watch it? Because I don't even know where it's at. I I don't feel. I think it was either Amazon Prime or Hulu. Okay, I'm not sure. I'll have to look. Um, but uh. Yeah, it, I mean, I didn't really know what to expect going into it, and I'd been waiting to see it for, like, six months is when the first time I saw that it was, like, a movie from this year, but it didn't, like, become available to see until recently. But it was, like, at festivals, like, I think last year or something like that. So, but anyway, it's a... Uh, um, I don't know, I, I thought it would be more about music, I guess. But it was way more like like almost 100% of the movie was just about the deaf community and like appreciation of deafness and like not looking at it like a disability and looking at it like somewhat of like a gift almost, you know? Um, and it's shown through the eyes of someone who, um, you know, loves music and then kind of has music taken away from him and uh he's kind of like you know kind of grasping for control and when he's loses his hearing he's kind of goes to like every end he has available um but slowly kind of learns to appreciate it you know um but it was really good really moving and i watched it with sid who like um, when she was going to college, she was going to be a um, sign language um, specialist. That's what like she really wanted to do as a career. So it's cool watching it with her because she has such like a deep heart for the deaf community. So yeah, it was good. Highly recommend it. It's uh, the main guy is the uh, he's the pilot from Rogue One, and he's the bad guy from Venom. <laughs> He's the main guy. I so. just was reminded he was in Venom, and I. Ugh. <laughs> he kind of looks like M. Shyamalan. 
I would say what my thoughts on him and Venom are, but that is in our lost Venom episode, so you guys will never get to know. My number three is Borat. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I thought it was funny. Um, Very topical. I actually saw this, the 2020 Borat, before I saw the first one. So that was fun. What'd yeah, you f- it was a good time. What do you think of it? One and then we after. I thought it was really funny. Um, like versus the first it one. It was I definitely... Uh, oh, I don't know. I think I like the first one more. I feel like I'd have to watch them again because we watched them back to back and I definitely didn't pay as much attention to the first one. <laughs> like there are bits and pieces that I really like from the second one. But I think the first one as a whole maybe is a little more cohesive. Whereas the second one, like, it had a a story, but it felt like a bunch of bits, like, shoved together. The first one felt more like a, I don't know. I get get that. I I feel like that would be a hard double feature because it is the same character. He doesn't even look like he's aged too much since the first one. And then given that they're the same kind of humor and the same kind of people that he meets i feel like a lot of it could possibly meld together then you're kind of forgetting which is from the first mm-hmm. one, which one's from the second one um yeah but yeah they were movies that i never thought would be something that i would enjoy and they were pretty funny so um, i feel like everybody's list is gonna have borat except for mine mine, mine didn't because i forgot about it well, technically mm-hmm. you were gonna change it <laughs> Uh, my number three is Soul. I I really liked it a lot. Um, mostly for just how far Pixar has come with animation. Um, the everything looked really clean, and it it almost felt like it almost felt like a short, but it was a, a short that was made into a full film. Like they they had more creative freedom with it. Like they they were a little more crazy with the animation. It felt like. And uh, the story was actually pretty uh, heartwarming, I thought. So, third. Yeah, no, that my num- that's my number three also, and I agree that the animation really uh, took a leap forward, especially with some of those designs for like the people that are in the Great Beyond or the Great Before. I guess they're there also, but yeah, they kind of look like they're two D animated. Order. I really like this movie a lot too and I didn't know if I was going to because this director Pete Docter he also did Inside Out and this had a lot of similarities from the trailer to Inside Out yeah. it, like it, involving you know less of what's in the physical world and more like what's inside the mind or even now it's soul and everything um so I wasn't I was thinking it was going to be somewhat like inside out where it kind of just shows how everything sort of works and then there's going to be some emotional pull but I kind of like that. It was a little more loose with it. Like it didn't stay in the world of the souls the whole time. It didn't try to actively explain everything or have like a reason for everything. Even though there were some really funny jokes like oh the lost souls and then when they go and free them it's like the ones they most commonly <laughs> find are those trade guys which I was like okay that's kind of funny. And um, <laughs> especially when they like show the people who meditate and they enter that world, um, 
and they are able to help the lost souls like that all of that's really interesting but they don't take the time to like explain everything because it's like they don't have to you know it's imagination and you know i i feel like as far as pixar's gone um this is probably the most imaginary that they've gotten with their feature length stuff because they don't get they don't get mm-hmm. too technical with the rules or anything like they get very loose with everything and then you know for some of the movie he's a cat and she's um she's the main guy and you kind of think i don't know how they're gonna do this because they're different personalities and they're even different voices like how are they gonna make this work and somehow they do it like especially with some of the transitions they do like they have that mother standing there and she's talking to him because she's him but as it goes behind her back it changes into the uh, jamie fox's voice yeah and i was like that was a real cool way to transition that and that's just like one of the you know many times that they do that really well um so yeah like a whole- i didn't know that was as, as inside out there's a. Uh- you know about the Pixar theory where people like put every Pixar movie into like yeah. a timeline kind of the the theory for this one to fit into that is that 22 is Riley from Inside Out. Oh, that's kind of interesting. Yeah. Like she yeah, that's interesting. But yeah, I, I totally agree. I think that was the only thing was that I I'd like to watch it again just to see if uh cuz the ending almost threw me off a little just because it it almost felt like it didn't wrap things up but it's almost not meant to because we don't see 22 again and we don't see what happens with that because we're like not supposed to you know we don't see what happens with him we don't see if he ends up being like oh i don't really need this band or you know the band's not really the point of life enjoying life is life and i was like i feel like that's what they're going for and maybe watching it again i'd really get into that more like I do think it would be cheesy if, like, he looked over at a baby and it looked like 22. Well, yeah, or, <laughs> like, like had Tina Fey's voice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, he's exactly. the only one who can understand the baby. I do like that she also yeah. had all those uh, mentors and, like, Mother Teresa. And she's like, I have hope for everyone, but not you, and or whatever her quote was. And <laughs> it's just kind of funny that they play these yeah. really um angry versions of all these like historical figures like abraham lincoln's just ticked off at her and i i'm like there's not a lot of right (laughs) there's like not a lot of yeah yeah i forgot that's what it was yeah guess who they put on the 20 jackson (laughs) um but it's funny because there's not a lot of movies that could do that like the only other thing i could think of is if you did like I don't know, some kind of, like, time travel Bill and Ted thing, but, you know, this movie was able to do that, and it was real funny, because, like, it makes sense that they'd be so out of character. They threw some weird Easter eggs, too, like, they had Pizza Rat, like, the meme, or the viral video where the pizza steals, or the rat steals the pizza in New York. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a good... <laughs> I didn't even think of that. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like we're spoiling the movie for everyone. <laughs> yeah, it didn't mean well. I mean, like it's it's about it's about a guy and he gets his soul or his soul. You know, it's it's kind of hard to even spoil it because it's kind of hard to describe if you're not watching it. Um, so I yeah. I, I would watch. Yeah, go watch it. I'll probably watch it. I just didn't have time for this one for this episode. Best animated film by far this year. Um, but Hunter, what is your? Uh, we're at number two now. My number two is Tenet. I liked it, even though I need to watch it 
a thousand more times. Uh, but definitely, like, I was the most entertained than any other movie I saw this year, and I was, I had the most fun, and it was the only movie I saw in theaters this year, so, <laughs> really sad. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it really was the only movie I saw in theaters. I didn't even really catch anything before everything closed down, like, that I can think of. Like, from January, February. You know, there wasn't much that came out in January, February. It was, mm-hmm. it was that slump. Like, I didn't see Onward. I didn't see... Um, I mean, I saw Onward. I just didn't see it in theaters, you know. I guess I missed New Mutants. Um, <laughs> Did it come out? Was it released? It wasn't really anything before. Everything I wanted to see was supposed to come out now, like Dune. You know, that was going to be on my list this year. Or, like, I don't know. Dune is the big one I'm pissed about still. So Right. <laughs> I think I was year. most excited for this year was uh, I really was excited for the Godzilla and Kong movie just because I, I really want to see how they're going to kind of bring mm-hmm. that. I want to see if any of the characters from the other movie are going to come back like 30 or 40 years after the 70s um like aged up and i really i'm excited for uh edgar wright's movie which was going to be this year um yep but that's going to be next year now and wes anderson's film uh the french dispatch which is also next year now so like there there was like a lot of big name directors where it's like ah we didn't get their movie yet. peter jackson's beatles documentary which i really want to see uh also got pushed the next year um so like yeah there's yeah, definitely like black widow yeah and then like all the marvel movies of course marvel movies and now it makes sense so why you were being yeah. so kind Tenet to Tenet earlier because you were like i i like Tenet, and i was like oh because it's your number two <laughs> it was my number one i mean when i really thought about it like all right like You'll see what my number one is when it comes to it, but I'm pretty um, sure we have the same one. Yeah, I don't know. Probably. If you haven't said it yet, I'm guessing it's your number one. Okay. So. Uh. Oh wait, we have, all might have the same one. Then. That's okay. Let's do it. It's gonna be so much fun. Chloe, if it's what I think it is. What's your number two? We might. My number two is Hamilton. Nice. Hey, me too. <laughs> wow, we're twins. Uh, yeah, so my first exposure to Hamilton was horrible. I was in a college readiness summer program, and the director was obsessed with Hamilton, and she forced all of us, I think I was 15 or 16, she forced all of us to sit in, like, a dorm room in on, like, HCC campus and just listen to the audio because no no footage was released. So it was like four days that we were just listening to the audio of Hamilton. I absolutely hated it. So when I heard that it was coming out, I really didn't want to see it. I didn't care. And then I watched it and I realized I was being stupid because it was really good. Mm-hmm. It's kind of funny because I had it on my list yeah. and you both really like, well, Zach said it was good, but you didn't say like anything about it. And I was like, oh, it must not be on anyone else's list. And boom, higher than mine. <laughs> number two. Yeah. Well, and all of mine are pretty like pretty extreme because I only saw six movies. So 
it probably wouldn't be it, I think it would be in my top five it probably wouldn't be number two but it would still be up there it's really good mm-hmm. I was thoroughly entertained my number two was The Invisible Man uh, I love the 30s and uh, the sequels to The Invisible Man I think that's my favorite of the Universal Monsters and I love other renditions of it I like even like cheap knockoffs of it like the indestructible man uh which i mean i i just i like the concept and i think there's a lot that can be done with the concept um so it was real cool to see it done once again but kind of less from the perspective of the invisible man himself and more from the person he's terrorizing and it's it's a really just good you know classic horror thriller where everyone thinks she's crazy and she's got all the proof and no one can believe her and it's like there there's no reason to believe her because the concept is so crazy um the invisible man technique is a little different this time i think in the original movie it was like a straight up chemist chemistry potion that he drinks um other movies it kind of happens through some freak accident this movie it's neither and i really it, it's simple but i it's updated and i love that um and there's a lot of parts in the movie where I'm still just thinking about it. It's just really, it's there's things like I've seen before in other movies, but this movie just does it so well. Um, especially like, I'm, has anyone seen it? No. Uh, it's on HBO Max. You mm-hmm. really should watch it. Uh, oh, Hunter, you it's did see Google it right? also. Yeah. Yeah. What'd you think of it? Uh, I liked it. I mean, it was definitely better than I thought it was going to be. Like, the, the trailers made it seem cheesy. Um, but then watching it, it ended up being significantly better. It didn't make my top ten, but it... I liked it. It, it, it was unique, and I think, like... Um, like, I liked that it kind of was... I mean, science fiction, but it also kind of was, like, a well-done, um, movie of, like, kind of this moment history, you know, where we got movies like, like, Me Too type of movies coming out a lot, you Mm -hmm. know? Um, and, uh, I think it did a good job of, like, using that as, like, the main, you feel for her the most, you know, in that. And like, uh, yeah, I don't know. It was good. I, I really don't like that actress <laughs> yeah. though in anything. Like, I don't. Is it Elizabeth Moss? Or yeah. Emily Moss? Um, I don't really like her either. Just yeah. farther and watched it. <laughs> the only thing I think I like her in, which is like the smallest role ever, is it Us. She plays oh, yeah. the the white family's mom. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that's- it's also why I haven't watched like The Handmaid's Tale. Um, yeah, there's something about it that I just don't. I'm not interested. Yeah, <laughs> me and Sydney are watching it. We were just watching it before this episode, and like we're almost done with season three, and I'm just now starting to kind of like her as a actress, <laughs> as a person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just like I just don't. I feel like I wouldn't want to know her in real life. Like I don't want to <laughs> hang out with her. She seems. Just like I don't want to. Jesus. Like, I don't know. Gosh. 
Listen to this, I hate man. Her. You know, like I, I don't know what I, it is, but I always really liked her. I've heard people say they don't like her though, and the only, the only big movie I feel like I remember her being in was The Kitchen, which is a technically a DC movie that nobody has ever seen or even remembers was a thing. But it came out last year, and she was in it, and she was like the one part of the movie I really liked. Um, so I guess maybe that's why I liked her. Because uh, even in the crappiest movie, she was the best part. I and I didn't, you know, based on the trailers, I didn't have a lot of hope for this movie. I just was like, "Cool, The Invisible Man, I want to see it." And hopefully, because my I still have a huge hope that they'll do the Dark Universe and that Universal will somehow reboot the monsters. And I was like, even though that this isn't this isn't meant to be Dark Universe and it's not setting it up and that's pretty much dead, I want them to accidentally get it figured out where this is like the starting point and they keep making good movies with you know Blumhouse instead. And then it turned out yeah. it was actually really good. And I was like, I, I at that point it was like that movie came out in February and I hadn't had that much fun in the movie in quite a while since like Oscar season had ended. Um, so like. I really dug that movie and um, I really really hope it leads to something else I hope they just make like it's so easy to me they have the backbone ready they could have that be the starting point make more universal monsters and have them just make a and then make like a movie where they all team up Avenger style and I don't care if that one sucks it's like just do it it'll be fun but make good you can make good individual films real easy I, or i mean i don't know the invisible man it wasn't like they did too much different from the original you know and it's not like anything you haven't seen before yet it was to me very good um yeah it was my number one for quite a while it was pretty much my favorite movie of like the whole year until i finally saw the number one movie which i had waited way too long to watch and um but let's get the hunters number one then um, my number one movie of 2020 was Lonely Islands, Palm Springs. Mm-hmm. Was that everyone else's number that, one? That's my number yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, okay. so, so that's, that's the number one movie of the year, is what, is that, <laughs> that's what I'm saying? I think this is the first time we've had a consensus on our number one, Yeah, that's it? Yeah, and we all got there from different paths. It, we did not you know, talk it, about this movie yeah. once on the podcast, no, or even through the group chat. Like <laughs> well, no one mentioned. Everyone saw it at the same time. No, no way. We saw it, we saw it right when it came out. I don't know when Hunter saw it, and I know you just saw it. I just not saw going. it right before Justin. I, I remember talking to Justin about it, recommending it. But I remember it was, it was, I hadn't said I seen it. I know it was one of our last movie on Earth. Either me or Chloe. I don't mm-hmm. remember. Mm-hmm. We touched on it, but we didn't want to spoil anything. What I remember. Well, I got the trailer sent to me like a year ago, and then I kind of forgot about it because you know pandemic. But I remember thinking, oh, yeah. that looks cool. But you know, Groundhog Day again, which I was like, I'll watch it for Andy Samberg. But why? Like, how many times can we do the Groundhog thing, honestly? Um, so that's probably why I waited on it so long until Hunter was like, oh, that might be my favorite movie of the year, and I was like. Well, crap! That it might. I should watch it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it's good. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Like I was, because I I don't know. I most of these movies I didn't like read the synopsis for. I just heard people talking about it, and I'm gonna watch it. And I saw like Andy Samberg, and I knew it had some like Lonely Island ties, and uh, 
which uh, Andy Samberg. Um, and like the first part of the movie, I was like thinking, okay, this seems like it's going to be like a really fun romantic comedy, you know, like up until the science fiction starts, it starts off as like a really good romantic comedy. I don't know. Like I was like in it as it was just going to be something like for their Marshall type movie, you know? Yeah. And then it turned science fiction, and I was like, what is going on with this movie? He gets shot and, by an arrow. <laughs> yeah, and then I'm like, oh, it's Groundhog Day, and it's this guy. And I'm like, okay, now I'm, like, really in. And then, like, when I found out, like, wait, no, this is Groundhog Day, plus there's two people in the time loop that are aware of it, then it was like, this is the coolest movie ever. In concept, but then, like, as a, I don't know, every single... I, I laughed ridiculously hard at this movie. I don't I don't remember the last time I seen a comedy that I just enjoyed so much on its first viewing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um at least in years I don't remember seeing a comedy recently where I was this impressed with it. No, it's been it's been a while for sure. Yeah. Is he is that his wife? Is that uh Andy Sandberg's wife? The actress that's with him? Not in, not so. in real life, no. I was going to say this movie kind of for the rest of the week after watching it ruined all the other movies I watched because it just everything I was watching was not as good. And I was like, I want to watch Palm Springs again. And it's like, no, you, you can't do that. You can't waste your time rewatching a movie. You got to watch new movies. But I was like, I want to watch Palm Springs. And I couldn't even, it was weird. Cause like even the movie is funny. The movie is a very good twist on groundhog day. Um, it, it does things I was really hoping these other Groundhog Day ripoffs would do. For instance, one of the characters spends nearly every single day she because she, she's like has unlimited time. So I always thought in these movies, I'm like, why doesn't someone eventually just start rather than get lazy with it or do nothing? Why don't they start like taking advantage of it and like become brilliant at something or really good at like something or and the fact mm-hmm. that she actually d- decides to use it to st- study quantum physics to figure out how to get out of it. I was like, that is such a cool way to get out of this. Um, mm-hmm. And I also love that he gets J.K. Simmons stuck in it and he just goes nuts. And then, like, he lives with his family far away. But just every once in a while, he's like, today's the day. I'm going to go kill him. I'm just going to go and enjoy myself a killing. And there was things like that where i was like yeah you know i i wish we would see this more often in these kinds of movies because it's like yeah you could pretty much do whatever you want and a lot of times we got to focus on whatever else the character's main motives are or whatever but it's cool that the, the, at this point with so many groundhog day movies we could start doing different things and but the thing i didn't expect was i'd be getting so like emotional during the movie there was like I actually got real connected with the characters and I actually kind of, you know, I don't, I, I don't, especially during comedies, I never really feel this much for the characters the way I did here. I was like, I really feel bad that they're not together and that they are not, he can't find her right now. And he just goes, how many days without her? And I'm like, it made me sad. Mm-hmm. I like when uh, he's talking about like all the people he's like, he's had sex with and he's like, naming off like the old lady from the bar he names like the other guy from the pool (laughs) (laughs) and he's like yeah it was fun you know your dad (laughs) 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 
And he's like, he's like, uh, no, no, I'm kidding. I tried. <laughs> <laughs> it's been so long since I've seen. We should watch it again. I forgot about that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's like I always think of strapping all the bombs to the goat. And that's like my favorite <laughs> image. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we should well, like we should just I guess when the world is back to normal, we should just rewatch that movie and actually do a straight up podcast on it because it was like that good. I would totally watch that again uh many a times. A hundred percent. Next year when we do the end of year, we should uh see if it'll like match up to Palm Springs and see if it beats it. It probably will because it'll probably be doing but <laughs> but I just want to see like we could compare like from 2018 on like our favorite movies and do like a bracket mm-hmm. and kind of vote on like which ones would win yeah I think it'd be cool grade 2 versus Palm Springs <laughs> the what the what game the movie movie actor movie Actor, movie, movie actor. Wait, which variation do you want to do, though? Do you want to do uh, actor, movie, actor, or do you want to do... Um, Let's do the one that we never do. Last actor, <laughs> actor on Earth. Argo actor. <laughs> <laughs> every every actor you say has to have starred in at least one episode of Fargo. Well, we'll, we'll do that then. Start out with a real hard movie, though. Uh, we'll, let's go in the same order and the same starting point we did for the other for the top movies uh the first actor we have is ryan gosling i could end the game right now do it <laughs> it's just a one-man show <laughs> well who's the the guy who directed drive i could name like any of those movies <laughs> and there's like no other actors other than ryan gosling in those <laughs> lars um, and the real girl Let's do Crazy Stupid Love. I've never seen that one. Sandra Bullock in it? Sandra Bullock movie? No. If you just start naming actors, you'll probably name someone who's in it. It's almost like like Love Actually. Like There's so many actors in it. but Steve Carell. Yes. Okay. And probably. <laughs> <laughs> we'll never know because he wasn't in frame. Steve Carell was in Evan Almighty. Evan Almighty as John Goodman. <laughs> um, John, Good- John Goodman was in. I don't want to be mean to Chloe. Then don't. Uh, John Goodman was in Big Lebowski. Have you not seen Lebowski? No, I've not seen Lebowski. Really? Where's for the money, Lebowski? Who plays Lebowski? I don't know. Oh, Steve Buscemi? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. uh, Steve Buscemi and John Goodman are in Monsters, Inc. Nope, that's a double negative. Oh, yeah. It doesn't work. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, Monsters Inc. also stars uh, Billy Crystal. Wasn't he an episode of Friends? He wasn't an episode of Friends. The same one that had Robin Williams. Yeah. I don't think we Williams. used episodes. <laughs> that um, at a level. Let's do uh, let's do Princess Bride. Carrie Elwes. That yeah. his name was in Princess Bride. Nice. What else is he in? Carrie Always is in Robin Hood Man Tights. I was going to say, can anyone say another Carrie Always movie that's not those two movies? No. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is he is the main guy? Yes. In yeah. Robin Hood Men in Tights, yeah. yeah. Oh, is it my turn? Oh, is it, you said Robin Hood Men in Tights, so it's my turn then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yes. Dave Dave Chappelle is in Robin Hood Men in Tights. I know that. Wait, really? Yeah. Yeah. That was like his like first starring well, I mean uh, first movie. Half baked? That's the only other movie I know Dave Chappelle's in. Yeah, but that's gonna put us in quite a corner. <laughs> I know. Well I know one actor who's in it. I don't remember um, his name. There's a specific scene where he's like talking about how he's addicted. Oh to yeah, we've referenced like, that before on the show. He's like, I've seen it. One particular famous actor. He's like, he's like, I suck dick for weed or something like that, or or for something, or whatever. And some of the guys are like, I've seen it. We have talked about that on the show before. Everywhere, everywhere, girl, girl. <laughs> what? <laughs> when the heart goes down and you're all alone, <laughs> everywhere you look, everywhere there's a ha, there's a place. I think I'm just out. This is like the third time I haven't known. <laughs> Wait, Zach, do you know the actor? Yeah. I do. Danny Tanner. <laughs> oh, I never would. Wait, do you know his actor name? You, do you know his no, name? I, I know. I'm working on it, which is the worst. Part. I thought you'd just like, go on. Uh, what's his name? Danny Tanner, played by. I guess I'm out. <laughs> uh, Bob God. Saget. Bob Saget. I knew it was something balls. Wait, do I just say the actor then, or does Zach's count? I don't even know. But I don't even know any other Bob Saget movies or that I can think of right now. I think... What a turn. We gave a bunch to Chloe. I think it's okay if... I mean, Zach recognized it. I think we yeah. can let I, it slide. I couldn't, I couldn't think... Because I always use, like... I know his name is, like, funny and phallic in a way. <laughs> so that's kind of how I remember it. So I was like... I I every time I think of him, that doesn't seem like that should be his name. Like it doesn't seem like that he is, you know. Have like, you seen his stand-up? Yeah, I've seen. Yeah. He's Ron. <laughs> um, Bob Saget. Oh. I don't know. I only know shows like America's yeah. Funniest Shows and Full House. Bob Saget. Bob Saget. I'm just gonna fall asleep because I, I have no clue. He's had to have made, like, small cameos and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, but, like, what? Bob? 
Just say Deadpool 2. Everyone's in Deadpool 2. <laughs> it's probably in Deadpool 2. Why can't they think of something? Chloe, do you, do you have a list of Bob saying it for when you can point out? I don't know any either, so I don't know what... It, it, don't, it, don't the know. show ends on Bob Saget, for real, guys. <laughs> That's kind of a good place to end. <laughs> well, I feel like Hunter yeah, wins because yeah. he tied us up with friggin' half-baked. Uh, there's one... There's, uh, there's one that is very popular. I feel like he'd be like in an animated movie. Mm-hmm. I feel really? like he'd be a movie or something, or he's in... Is it DreamWorks? Is he in Shrek? He's, is he in a Shrek? <laughs> I'm gonna just throw it out there. Is he in Monsters vs. Aliens? Nope. Damn it. Oh, yeah. That probably would have been my guess. Megamind? Nope. I love that this is just <laughs> a new game. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the Bob Saget <laughs> movie. Hey, wait. Is what Bob movie? Saget in uh one of the, is it 2D animated or is it 3D animated? Like is it It's a Dreamworks. Yeah, like Dreamworks did some 2D animated stuff though. Oh. It's clearly yeah, so clearly it's not that. It can I say the year? Yeah. No. No, um, they give it away. 2005. Okay. Is it Wait. There's only one that came out that year, I think. Is it Madagascar? <laughs> yeah. Is he in Madagascar? Who is he playing Madagascar? Mort. <laughs> oh, <I'm sorry. laughs> He's all the penguins. <laughs> Zoo animal. <laughs> That's so stupid. <laughs> Wait. Go back to Bob's second. I want to see what else he's in. Entourage. He's in Dumb the, and Dumberer. Yeah, he's in that weird prequel. Okay. See, like this Nothing is. Really... He's not in movies. Like, if you're all, if your third listed movie is Dumb and Dumberer, -er, like you're not in movies. <laughs> oh yeah, because he's the dad. He's like, there's shit everywhere <laughs> in the because he smears the chocolate all over the bathroom. All right. <laughs> I I feel like that ends it because if nobody can guess yeah. a Bob Saget movie, <laughs> screw That's that. Okay. That was so dumb. Madagascar. He doesn't even have a character name. Like, why do they even hire him? Zoo animal. <laughs> <laughs> they don't even say what animal he is. Is there like a deleted scene I'm missing from that movie where he like introduces himself as Zoo Animal? I want to cleanse my soul. We gotta do another one. One more because this this that was dumb. That was okay. awful. We go the other way, or something. Sure. Yeah, you you just don't want to softball Chloe. That's okay. Yeah, I can softball Chloe. Softball me. Okay, Vince Vaughn. Am I starting, or is Hunter still starting? No, we're going. You know, Hunter can start. Yeah, so it'll go to me then, right? Okay. Yeah. Let's do uh, Wedding Crashers. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna say don't do Wedding Crashers. <laughs> Um, Isla Fisher's and Wedding Crashers. Is that the redhead one? Yeah, the crazy redhead. Is she in Now You See Me? Yes, it might that's be the her. second one, but one. Yeah, okay. no, you're right. That's her. Okay. I was thinking Hot Rod. That's my right. Sure. Oh yeah, I, I thought Rod, that yeah. would be the obvious way to go, but 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. I totally spaced her. <laughs> now you see me. Let's do it. I only. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of people in that. There one. is. I've never seen it. Come on. The trailer was like uh, everywhere back in 2013. I didn't watch it. Who plays the Facebook guy? Facebook. Mark Zuckerberg. I know it's not Michael Sarah. <laughs> Trent, <laughs> Trent Rez and Orr. <laughs> and then two hours later, in all caps, Mark Zuckerberg. Mark <laughs> Zuckerberg. <laughs> Except I'm doing it in reverse because he actually says the actor's name. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Zombieland. I don't know his name. There's another person in Zombieland. Oh, Jesse Eisenberg. I do know his name. <laughs> Jesse Eisenberg. <laughs> Good job. Uh, I did it. You yeah. got there. <laughs> How mean can we be right off the bat, Justin? Well, do it. You can be mean to Justin, I guess, but... <laughs> Give us softballs. If you say the art of self-defense, I'm going to pass. What? I know you're going to say art of self-defense and don't do it. <laughs> well, it's funny because I wasn't going to say that one, but the only other notable actor or actress in that one is the same one from the movie I was going to say. Oh, nice. Okay. So <laughs> it's just, it's over. <laughs> oh, I, I was going to do um that one that weird... Oh, shoot. Now I forgot the name of it, but... Um, it starts with me, right? Huh? The movie that it starts with like a V, yeah. right? Valerie, Val, Viralium or something like that. Um, Virilium or something. I remember the name. Yeah. And the actress is uh the girl from Green Room, Imogen Poots. This is the only other notable person in Art of Self Defense or that movie, Valerium or whatever. Isn't it Vivarium? Vivarium. Yeah. That's it. Um. Vroom, vroom. We'll keep it easy for a little bit. Justice League. Okay. Um, uh, J.K. Simmons is in Justice League. J.K. Simmons is in Spider-Man. Zendaya is in Spider-Man. Nope. Wait. Oh, I guess that kind of works. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I hate that that works. I was thinking, <laughs> you didn't specify. I, the title of the first Spider Man is Spider Man. Anyway, he was just being really delayed with his far from home. Spider Man, <gasps> far from home. <laughs> so Zendaya, I guess. Yep. I feel like we were here before. Yeah, we were. Time. We don't. Mm-hmm. We totally did this before. Because we only know one Zendaya movie, <laughs> other than Spider Man. Um, no, she's in uh, Greatest Showman. Yeah, yeah, that's the other. That's the other one, other than Spider Man. Well, well, you could say Spider Man yeah, Homecoming. One but... though. You could say Frenemies yeah, if you really sure. want to get in there. Oof. Um. Okay, Frenemies. Greatest Showman also stars Zac Efron. Zac Efron is in Baywatch. Oh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson is in Baywatch. Dwayne the Rock. 
Dwayne the Rock Johnson is in the rundown, Justin. The rundown? <laughs> <laughs> the hell is this? Yeah. What year is this movie? <laughs> His first like action movies. The rundown. Um, <laughs> the rundown also stars. Uh, not gonna be that guy. I'm gonna think of an actor who's like in everything. I'm gonna think of one. Um, the the run the rundown uh, stars Dwayne the Rock Johnson and um. Uh, Clint Howard. Huh? Clint Howard, Ron Howard's brother. He's in a lot of movies. It also stars Clint Howard. I'm making this up. This is that's my go-to. He's in a lot of movies. Uh, I don't know. Excellent Hunter. Yeah, <laughs> I, what you ruined? I'm trying it. to think of one. We're trying to get it back to, <laughs> to Bob Saget here. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> nah, he's oh, yeah, not in it. Nah, screw it. I'm out. Yeah, but now I have to guess the rundown, which I've never seen. <laughs> I should I pick a different one? I could do a different one. If you pick a different one, I'd like to be back in, please. Yeah, put Justin back in. All right, the game plan. That's just the sequel to the rundown. All right, the game plan. The game. The game plan. Yeah. <laughs> that one's just as hard. Well, it's not because I. Oh, let me think about this. Okay, the game plan has the rock. And that one woman, and I don't ever remember her name. And oh man, I remember the first name of the girl, Madison. Her name is Madison something, isn't it, oh, bro? Man. I hate you. These are the worst okay. movies. <laughs> okay, how about Rock literally in everything? Race to which mountain? Okay, that's a little. <laughs> All right, so does that that one? I th- <coughs> oh man, I'm in the coffin fit. That one I think has is that Josh Hutcherson? I think so. I think that's him. Hutchinson. Wait, no, it's not. I don't him. think it is. Is that the different guy? I think it's a different guy, and I think you're thinking of Bridge to Terabithia. I might be, but that chick is also in Race to Witch Mountain, yeah, isn't she? The center of the Earth too is what you're thinking of, Justin. Ah, it's not him. Okay, well I'm out. I'm out. It's a different guy. Is it a different guy? Mm-hmm. He looks like him. He does look like him, but he's got a soul patch. Y'all, I don't recognize anyone else in this movie. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> The girl is the girl from Bridge to Terror. Oh, I don't know. I think she's the girl from Bridge to Can Terror. Can you just say, like, like Jumanji? <laughs> what? Fast and Furious movie or something. I don't. I think Arnold Schwarzenegger is in the rundown. He's <laughs> <laughs> the rundown. <laughs> um. I don't even know like which Fast and Furious movies he's in. All, all the later ones, I think. Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> okay. Justin, Hobbs and Shaw, you're in. 
Okay, uh, Jason Statham. Jason Statham. Uh, what is something that you would know, though? I don't think you've no. ever seen Jason Statham movie. Rosario Dawson and Christopher Walken are both in the rundown. Oh. Jason Statham is in the Meg. And Arnold Schwarzenegger. In any trailers, you would know. Oh! Uh, isn't Rain Wilson in the Meg? Yes. Yes! He is in that movie, yeah, what the heck? <laughs> that, that's the only one I could think that you would maybe have seen the trailer. <laughs> I think I've seen part of the Meg. I, I haven't seen the whole thing, but I've seen like 20 minutes of it. Rain Wilson, it was my turn. Yep. Mm-hmm. <gasps> Super. Super. Who else is in there? Justin? Oh, it's my turn? Uh, yeah. Elliot Page, actually. Yeah, that was just in the news. Noise. Yeah. Yes. Noise. Elliot Page is in Inception. I'm trying to think of a non-stereo, like, not the easiest one. You don't want to say Leonardo DiCaprio? Look, you can say it. We're not We're not going to have our feelings hurt <laughs> if you say it. We're going to say that other guy, but I can't remember his name. <laughs> the other guy? Yep. Talking about the Indian guy? Oh, no. <laughs> I forgot about him. Uh, yeah, I'll just go with Leo. Leo DeCap. Thank you. No. Leo DeCap. Um, the Aviator. Justin's turn. Oh, it's my turn. Oh, man. I keep forgetting it's my turn. What the <laughs> heck? Okay, the Aviator has. <laughs> I'm trying to remember that guy's... What's that guy's name? Um, The guy from Step Brothers. Why can't I remember his name ever? (laughs) Why can't I say it? I don't know it. And I'm like, I feel like I'm not going to know any else from The Aviator. His name is not Will Ferrell. It's not. It's not. It's... His first and last name is... Seth Rogen. <laughs> Why don't I know it? It's so annoying. Like I, it's it's I can picture him. I can picture him, and he's there, but he's there's no name. And dude, he he walks so hard though. Yeah. Well, I can't say Dewey Cox now, can I? I wish, but you know, I, I'm not like you, Danny Tanner. He really wrecked in there. God, what is his name? What is his Which name? The other brother. Ron P. Cryley. Yeah, I'm thinking of the other brother, because he's in the movie. He's in it for a short time. I know he's in The Aviator, because I just watched it, and I thought, hey, there he is. <laughs> and that's, like, all I got out of that movie, I guess, because I can't remember which, anyone else. Which guy from Step Brothers, I think? The dad? Or? The other brother. Not Will Ferrell, but the other guy. Oh, okay. Yeah, the guy from Boogie Nights. Yeah. From Walk Hard. Rick like, Ralph. Guardians uh, of the Gap. He is in that movie. God, what is his name? Ugh, John C. Riley. Jesus. <laughs> you didn't hear me say Ron P. Criley? <laughs> <laughs> John C. Riley is in Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, there's a more obscure movie. Okay. Walk hard. No, that's not. <laughs> We're going back to Guardians of the Galaxy. What? Oh, 
uh, Dave Batista is in Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> Dave Batista's in Stuber. Stuber <laughs> has uh, Kumail Nanjiani. I don't think you're going to know anyone from this. Well, it's your turn, Zach. Yeah, I know. I know one, but I don't. Camille Nagiani is in The Big Sick. Nope. Okay, but there are so many people you could be referring to. No, no, I, that's not a hint. That's oh. uh, you're you're out, okay. and that's the end. Yeah. Dun, dun. <laughs> Dick Wolf. <laughs> Shoot, I, I haven't seen it. I, I only know Kamal Nanjiani and his wife are in it. I think his wife and his wife is named Emily Nanjiani. I'm guessing. Yeah. Her first name is Emily. I'm guessing, and they're married, so I'm guessing her last name is Nanjiani. Maybe. I think it's also Emily Blunt. No, wait. It's Emily Blunt. with John John <laughs> Well, his wife's there. not in the movie. Oh, I thought his actual real wife was in it. Nah. I don't know anyone else who's in the Big Sick. Oh, I only know he is, so I'm out. I've never even seen the Big Sick. Ray Romano. Mm-hmm. Is he? <laughs> yeah. Nice. Nice. Ray Romano is in. I'm only thinking of that episode of The Office. Irimano <laughs> <laughs> uh, is in Ice Age, I guess. Yeah. Um. Uh. Ah. Oh. Uh, I'll do Ice Age: The Meltdown. Okay. Give you some more wiggle. Because well, Queen Latifah's in that one. Okay. I think. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, Queen Latifah is in Taxi. Uh, Taxi has uh, Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> Shit. I cornered myself there. Uh, oh, 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 oh. Uh, I just watched... Shit, what was it? I just watched a movie with Jimmy Fallon in it. So I just watched one where, he's, where it's like him doing his show. But like he's talking about something. Yeah, I don't know. I guess you went with Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Fallon's in Jurassic World. Oh, yeah. He's in that. And I think you were thinking of Get Hard. Because he plays himself in Get Hard. No. He's also in Taxi. Hey, he plays with himself when he gets hard. <laughs> it's Jimmy Fallon still? I won. I won with Jurassic <laughs> World. He's actually in Jurassic World? Yeah, he's the little... He's on the video when they're in those sphere vehicles oh okay yeah I was thinking of that Drew Barrymore movie he's in Fever Pitch Fever Pitch that's yep. a great movie Chloe I guess if you're looking for some horror movies from 2020 yes Run watch Run and also the Netflix one that's in Spanish called The Platform Platform yeah I've heard of that one that one's super unique really good and uh I didn't quite finish it, but the three quarters I watched, I really liked, and it probably would have made my list if I had been able to finish it in time. But, okay. um, yeah, it's interesting. 
That yeah, should, I'll check that out. Thank you. That should Chloe be on the post. I bought Antebellum at Target, and I didn't watch it, though. Go boy, that review of that movie should be on the post. Was Antebellum good? What review? I didn't finish it, but I think it's good. <laughs> it's good. I didn't quite finish it. <laughs> I thought it was good, the parts that I watched. Um, did anyone see Antebellum? No, no. we just own it. <laughs> okay. I want uh, the entire Shrekiverse. <laughs> What? Including the musical. Puss in Boots, does it include? It has uh-huh. Puss in Boots. It has Shrek the Musical in like five movie shorts. Does it have Shrek in the Swamp karaoke dance party? Probably. It has six movies, so. ten shorts, five TV episodes. Nice. And special features. Oh. It's beautiful. I guess Puss in Boots had a TV show. You know what I heard about this movie? I heard that Shrek, the original one, like DreamWorks had no hope for it. And people who animated that DreamWorks, when they would screw up, they would send them to go work on Shrek. And they considered that like the dungeon of DreamWorks. If you did bad, you would get sent to Shrek. And then it like became the best <laughs> movie they did. And I was like, so apparently if you round up a bunch of crappy animators, um, they make the best movies. Well, they probably were like, "F you, we're gonna we're gonna make the best movie ever." Yeah, I feel like there was a movie they were working on instead of Shrek that was actually not good at all. Yeah, and it was the people who got kicked off of the bad project. Shrek Wasn't it Sinbad? I think Sinbad. Uh, well, I think Spirit was made around the same time, actually. Oh yeah, it probably was Spirit. Stupid. Movie. Yeah, so people probably thought that was gonna be like game changer, and people like Shrek instead. Horses, horses are the future. Hands <laughs> did the score for Spirit, so yeah. Oh really? Just saying, it's all bad. <laughs> um, no, because like I remember with Shrek two, uh, not the second one, the first, but I mean like uh, I remember they added all-star to the opening scene, but they only did that for screening dailies of the film. They just were showing some of the studio heads and Jeffrey Katzenberg, like the original plan was to add a new song, like a completely original song, but Jeffrey Katzenberg watched it with all-star and he's like, you should just keep that in there. That's good enough. And he was, they were like, the song's like two or three years old at this point. It's already showing up in so many movies. And they're like, nah, you should just use it. It's a good song. It fits Shrek. Then he like tried to find a compelling case for why all-star works with Shrek. (laughs) And it was like, all right, (laughs) I guess so. I guess this is all about Uh his character. So let's keep it in. I wonder how much it costed them to get the rights to play All-Star in Shrek. Happy New Year, everybody, and thanks for coming on tonight, and looking forward to next year. And uh, everyone just comment what their favorite movie was and let us know. And if we haven't seen it yet, we'll go watch it, if possible, because like we said, some (laughs) of these movies you still can't watch anywhere. And since everyone's favorite movie was Palm Springs... I mean, go watch it. Just go watch it again. Yeah. Right. Anyway, well, I, I I can't get over that actually. That's pretty cool that we all had the same movie. I didn't even think of that. That, that I kind I kind of thought it would be Hunters, but the fact that it was everybody is like it's funny that we didn't really mention this movie once the whole year, and it's everyone's favorite movie. It's perfect. 
Mm-hmm. Just as it should be. Um, well, I will see you all later then. Uh, we should end the show with, as we always say, uh, thanks for listening. And remember, always beware always of the cinema swan. I, you know what I noticed? The, I noticed what the problem is. It's, it's, the problem is, is that my mic overpowers, I believe, Hunter's mic. And if I'm talking or if you guys are talking, we can't hear Hunter. So then Hunter isn't included in at all. So then I stop talking and then we only hear Hunter. Oh. But also, I and think. For me, you guys are lagging. <laughs> See, and Hunter, you're lagging too because, like, I'm like, we can trick him to say it in alone because we start it, and then if we stop on time, Hunter will be so far behind that he'll just be saying it alone and he won't even know until it's too late. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to the episode. So, what were your favorite movies of the year, and what did you think of our top five picks, and what did you think that we all had? the exact same number one pick leave a comment on the episode like our pages on facebook twitter and instagram at cinema swamp and remember always beware of the cinema swamp <laughs>